LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Derek Hanna. And I'm Madeline Galea. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry each week. Now, we're doing something different today um, because there's been a podcast that's been doing the rounds uh, that you'll introduce a little bit um, uh, with a bit more detail in a second. But that this podcast is going to shape conversations for quite a while. We've been talking about it on staff. I've had conversations over the, over the weekend about it as well with a whole bunch of people. And while this podcast is from the US, the impacts of it uh, have influenced the Australian church over many years. Uh, so this podcast, the one we're recording right now, isn't going to be a podcast, uh, isn't going to talk about the podcast. Uh, we might do that. We will, in fact, do that when the podcast finishes up, when we've heard the whole thing. But in this podcast now, we're going to talk about the dangers that might arise for us in talking about the podcast with I feel very meta, very meta today. <laughs> so it's just a slightly different conversation today. Very nice. Well, the one thing's brought to you thanks to Reach Australia. We want to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches across Australia. Over the past 10 years, we've helped plan 100 churches in Australia and we're aiming for 200 more by 2030. The vision has expanded and we want to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches across Australia. Over the next five years, we want to see 500 leaders strengthened. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing, listening carefully to the rise and fall of Mars Hill. So as Derek mentioned, uh, this podcast is, you know, in Christian circles at least, has kind of exploded. So um, in the on the Apple podcast, Christianity kind of genre in Australia, it's currently number one. I'm sure it will stay that way for a while. Um, we've, yeah, we've had a lot of discussions about it. Um, seems to be, you know, people are interested, they're talking about it. Uh, and so it's about Mark Driscoll in particular, um, who was the lead pastor of Mars Hill and kind of, obviously he was uh, stepped down, I guess you would say. And so kind of what's the, they're unpacking that story and over, you know, over those eight or so years, you know, what happened. Um, I'm not actually sure how long the church went for. Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, I think he started just before 2000. So it would have been um, 15, 16 years at least. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so just to get into it, Derek, you were hesitant to talk about this, <laughs> which is why we're talking about it in such a meta way. Um so, uh, why why so hesitant? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to do this podcast. But uh, as I said to you and to Tom, uh, the young cool people uh, did want to talk about it. I I'm really nervous about. It. Well, there are a few reasons for it. What I've flagged mm. beforehand is I want to hear the whole thing before I make any any comment. To be honest, yeah, I want to hear the whole thing. Obviously, we we watched the whole thing. I remember the whole thing unfolding and watching it from a distance. Uh, when uh, Driscoll came out to to Australia, um, I can't remember. I think it must have been two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine. Um, when he came to to Brisbane, uh, I was involved in in organising the thing for him and and uh, met him there. And so you met this, him, yes, amazingly. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing. I look, he wouldn't know me from bar, so I'm a nobody. <laughs> uh, but I had lunch with him, and because just part of the organising, and so it was interesting to chat to him then. Um, but I'm. 
I, look, I'm a nobody. He's impacted a whole bunch of people across Australia as well. So this conversation is not just a US conversation. Uh, he, his ministry and Marsville ministry influence uh, churches all across the world. I'm, I'm hesitant to talk about it. And I, I haven't really been keen to do this podcast. As I know you're well aware. <laughs> partly because I'm nervous about piling on leaders, making uninformed comments about situations I don't know too much about. Yeah. Um, and so I'm nervous about um, piling on Christian leaders, leaders in general, but particularly Christian leaders, brothers and sisters in Christ. So nervous about doing that. I want to I want to call out bad behaviour um, when I see it, and I want it to be called out in me as well when I'm behaving badly. Um, but in situations like this, and in leadership in general, life is really complex. Situations like this um, are very, very complex. And actually, um, Mike Cosper, who is the uh, producer of it and the presenter of it, he's doing an excellent job uh, presenting that in its complexity. He's not just saying it's down to one person. He's saying there was a movement beforehand that gave rise to this, created an incubator for it. There were certain contextual issues. Um, But I'm very nervous about giving knee-jerk reactions um, and making broad, general public statements that might confirm my bias on some particular way um, before I've heard the whole story. And even Mm. after I have, I want to be very careful about how I have that conversation um, in public as well. We need to have it, but I want to be very careful. So, yeah, I've been hesitant, Mm. as you know, to have the conversation. So what changed your mind then? Because we're just, we're recording, by the way. <laughs> we, uh, what? What? Uh, just the insistent pressure uh, from <laughs> Madeline and and Tom. Um, what changed my mind? Well, I don't want to ignore the fact that this is out there, and the reality is these things are happening in Australia in a um, have happened and probably are happening at the moment in a much smaller, less public way. And I do want to learn from it. I I, I want to learn from it. But I also want to work out, and so this is why this conversation now is slightly different to a normal episode we might do. My real beef in a whole bunch of these circumstances is that um, the conversations that arise out of this, um, these situations are, are um, unhelpful. The actual conversations are unhelpful. It's just people having biases confirmed, taking pot shots of people. We need to be able to have these conversations, but how do you have it in a nuanced deeply robust complex way and so i want to have a conversation about how we have that conversation um, because i don't think we're very good at that um, rather than just kind of you know blogging every single thing that comes into my head uh that i want to kind of put out there no no problem with blogging uh some of my very good friends blog um (laughs) but i do have a problem with us just making comments where none is needed or they don't reflect the complexity of the situation. Um, that's why yeah. those. Now, you tell me. I want to ask you a question. Um, you've been listening to it as well. Where at the mm-hmm. moment of this recording, three episodes are out. Um, yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. Uh, tell me about your response in listening to it. Um, uh, what What have you observed about the way in which you've engaged with the podcast, and what have you learned about yourself? Yeah. Uh, good question. Look, I'm currently in lockdown, so I've had a lot of time to think as well. I think that's <laughs> amplified my a lot of you know, long walks processing. Um, and I've actually found it, uh, uh, I guess, convicting in, in some ways. Um, 
probably two main things. The first is, especially when it when it came out, a friend sent it to me, oh, a number of friends sent it to me and then and I even sent it to other people without even listening to it first, which kind of says something. You know, it's not like I've listened, I thought this is helpful, I'm going to pass it on. I hadn't even heard it and I sent it around. And, you know, in terms of my Netflix watching, I love a psychological drama, The you know, I'm really into it. But this is not a psychological drama and there's, I think I realized, oh, I'm I'm listening to this and I'm excited for, you know, especially for episode three, I was like, kept checking Spotify, when is this coming out? And I think, yeah, there's just like a real danger in being excited about it because I know that, you know, we're talking about, well, we're talking about sin, with that comes a lot of pain, we're, we're talking about you know, a church that folded, like that is sad. That should mm. never be um, talked about with any kind of glee. Um, and it wasn't that I was, you know, excited about that. But it. I think even just the way I listen, my, in a sense, like I, I want to know that I want to know the inside of the mega church and I want to, you know, there's there's something kind of sinful in me, I would say, that was too excited to, to listen. Mm. Yeah. Um, were you excited to listen? Excited is, it's a strong word, but I, I think it was, yeah, it was more, I wanted to listen to it more than I think I should have. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. I, I was, yeah, I was anticipating with eagerness mm. the next one coming <laughs> out, um, yeah. which is weird. It's voyeuristic. It's, yeah. uh, there's something unhealthy about that it's not like the next episode of loki dropping um yeah you know, this and that's the difference i'm really looking forward to the next episode of loki um but this this is real people um mm. this is a real church these are real people's lives that have been affected yeah. um and just to go one step further uh this is uh the honor of the god that we serve um which is being brought into question in wider circles by what happened there yeah. Now, this is not a one-off as well because we're talking about Mars Hill here, but this has happened in other churches as well. And mm. I want to be really careful that I'm not at some weird level getting um, pleasure or joy out of um, the God that, you know, Geneva Bush and Rich Australia has been set up for that the local church is, is meant to honour. Mm. I don't want to get joy out of hearing about the... Um, unwinding of that nor yeah uh nor sit on the sidelines and condemn someone um in the sin that that i share as well uh just in in being part of the fallen creation so this is real people and i yeah. think it's interesting you know i listen to a lot of podcasts and um there's some i listen to which are uh, which are very very popular like um uh yeah the serial podcasts when i listen yeah. to them amazingly popular but it's interesting how i was detached from that even though the the content was often very very dark mm. um but i was but it's interesting this i'm i'm more connected to it because of my very slim connections to uh to driscoll very slim connections i want to stress <laughs> that very slim connections um but also because marcel were influential in my thinking early on when i was planting as well yeah um and so there's a real life nature of this that I think has brought home to me uh, that this is not only people that I know, 
a church that I knew and would influence me, but this is directly connected to the work that I have given my life to. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I want to be really careful about how we as Christians have this conversation so as not to impact the gospel any more negatively than it, it might already be. But yeah. model an open, robust, transparent conversation that's calling out sin, but in a way that does it, in a way that actually honours God and, yeah. I know, it's complex. Yeah. No, that's good because I think the it touches on the second thing um, that I'm trying to work through, less to do with the situation of Mars Hill and more kind of bringing it back into my personal life. It's like how it's difficult, but like how do we talk about and how do we handle the sin and the sinner? And, you know, how do we protect the vulnerable? How do we call out sin where for what it is? How do we provide safe spaces for people to confess sin? And we're also, we believe in a gospel that's restorative. So I shouldn't rip someone to shreds, you know, like, uh, and I feel like, you know, in my life, I'm like, half my life is people in ministry and not the other half, but a you know, there's another group of people that I love dearly who have walked away from the church because of how they've been treated by people in ministry. Mm. So it's like, uh, on one hand, I have so much you know, especially for people high up in leadership, it is difficult in ministry. It's complicated. You can't qualify everything you do and you say. Um, there is, you know, uh, you have more authority, therefore you have more responsibility. Uh, so there are greater consequences for what you do. But how do we make it easy for people to confess sin? How do we, you know, I feel like sometimes we do a, a disservice in a sense. We put a leader on a pedestal and they're they're separated from the crowd. Uh, We're not making it easy for them to confess sin. You know, sin builds, you know, um, if it's not dying in the light. And I just think, and then they, they fall from, they fall from their platform and then we kind of throw them under the bus and we don't want anything to do with them. And that's just not the gospel. Mm. Um, But on the other hand, when we, when we don't call out sin, we're not protecting the vulnerable and that's not biblical either when we kind of say, when we when we defend the person who's done a lot of damage so much that we do a disservice to all those who have been impacted by the sin. I just think, but we don't want to slam that person either because then it's going to result in less people confessing sin. Like I just think it's, mm. so if you could give me the answer to that because I'm just not sure how to manage well, we're running out of time, uh, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what you're saying there is you, you're identifying the tension. I think we need to work at how to navigate. You know, um, you know how, how do we how do we see the complexity um, of life and situations, and not just having not just find things that confirm bias, but are able to to deal with it in a way that does reflect the the gospel priorities and mm. convictions we have about forgiveness, reconciliation, openness, transparency, accountability, responsibility, sacrificial leadership, all those things in the mix. Um, we need to have all of those conversations um, and it's just very hard. And so I think listening to this podcast has, um, depending on who you speak to, you, you people will be drawn one way or the other. And mm. uh, I think how we model this conversation um, amongst ourselves is really key 
because this is not one-off conversation. I think these yeah. these conversations is provoking a particular conversation around a particular point in time and person. Um, but I think there's a bigger conversation that we need to have in an ongoing way about how we do this stuff um, more in a more healthy way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the last thing was just we just need to make sure we're not pursuing peace over justice and yet the gospel is is, is restorative and is just as much for the mega church preacher who who's sinned as it is for the lay person, mm. as it is for the non-Christian that we want to see saved. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And no, that's a nice phrase, the peace over justice um, one, easy to phrase. At the moment, I'm, as I'm listening, I'm trying to push into listening carefully and reflecting on me first in my leadership because it's, <laughs> some of the things that I'm finding really uncomfortable are that I do see things in uh, what's being raised in the way in which it, my personality, my drive, my leadership, the struggles I've had, I see that in there. And I, I need to really dig into that first um, mm. before I move on to anyone else, before I start pointing the finger and condemning anyone else, which I'm hopefully, well, I'm not going to move to condemning anyone else. Before I move to anyone else, though, I want to listen for myself. So reflecting deeply with nuance, acknowledging complexity um, and resisting uh, talking about every single thing that comes up in any yeah. public forum that I might have as if uh, this could never happen to me, nor that there aren't real-world consequences for the gospel in the things that have been spoken about, which there are. Yeah, and it is a helpful warning because I've realised my personality, I'm quite un- it's not because I'm godly, but I'm quite unlikely to go around, like let's just say, like yelling at people because... But that's a wiring thing. That's not a godliness thing. So I can, in a sense, I think it's just been like, okay, that's probably, that might not be where you're, uh, where you could fall into great sin, but there are so many other areas in which I could. And so for me, thinking through what are those areas, what kind of barriers am I putting in my life to help me not go down certain paths? Um, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Derek, what's the one thing you want to say about the rise and fall of Mars Hill? Well, I want to say I think this is a learning moment, another learning moment, not the one learning <laughs> moment. This is a learning moment um, for the church and for church leaders, but it does need to start with us before it moves to anyone else. Um, and our reflections for the Australian church, they should be robust. Uh, for church Christian leadership, they should be robust. They should be deep. They should be nuanced. They shouldn't be knee-jerk. They shouldn't be reactionary. They shouldn't be grandstanding. Um, that doesn't serve the gospel. Uh, so I want to say this is a learning moment. Part of that learning moment is how we have this conversation, not just now, but in an ongoing way. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, Derek, for this meta conversation. It's always <laughs> fun. <laughs> Insight into our staff meetings. Not really. Coming up, we are going to have a series on burnout. Uh, so we're going to, over a few episodes, explore that topic, which we are looking forward to. Not that burnout is enjoyable, but good to explore helpfully. Uh, yeah, but that's it for us today. So thanks for joining us. I'm Madeline Galea. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat, Chat soon. soon.